Welcome to the PA Leadership Podcast, brought to you by the Pennsylvania Association of Intermediate Units. The PA Leadership Podcast highlights aspiration, inspiration, and innovation in education during times of adversity and prosperity. Now to your hosts, Dr. Greg Coons and Dr. Mark Hoffman. Welcome to the PA Leadership Podcast. My name is Greg Coons, and I'm the Executive Director from Schoolkill Intermediate Unit 29. Hello, Greg. I'm Mark Hoffman. I'm the Executive Director of the Bucks County Intermediate Unit. What are intermediate units, you ask? We are the amazing entrepreneurial educational service agencies supporting the schools across Pennsylvania. We are excited to bring this podcast to you that spotlights innovation in education during times of adversity. Today, we are featuring advocacy and education with a highlight on A-plus advocacy, with the plus standing for position, leverage, unify, and sustain. To learn more about this A-plus model for advocacy, we have three special guests. Joining us is our very proud executive director of the Pennsylvania Association of Intermediate Units and former Intermediate Unit Executive Director and Superintendent, Dr. John George. Welcome, John. Thank you. I'm certainly glad to be here. And of course, we also have in studio Dr. Jill Hackman, the very proud Executive Director of the Berks County Intermediate Unit. Welcome, Jill. Thank you for inviting me to participate in this A-plus advocacy PAIU podcast. So that's who's with us in the room on the phone. We've got Dr. Brad Whitman from Intermediate Unit Number 5, uh, Northwest Tri-County Intermediate Unit. Welcome, Brad. Great to be here today. Thanks for having me, Dr. Hoffman and Dr. Kuhn. We're excited. We're excited to have you all. Well, we are so glad that you all could join us to speak about the importance of advocacy and education. Back when I started in a leadership position in the 2000s, I was very hesitant on getting involved in government relations. Over the past 20 years, I have seen examples time and time again of the critical value and importance of government relations for the benefit of our students. Our hope is that this episode will help motivate you to take a stance and advocate for education. So at this time, I wanted to ask Dr. George. Um, I, I want, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for your leadership um, of our organization and your numerous contributions with advocacy efforts in education. Dr. George, when thinking about government relations, what are the most important aspects when focusing on advocacy efforts? Well, thank you, Dr. Coons. The, and you already mentioned in your opening that plus taking a position, leveraging your resources, unifying your efforts, and sustaining relationships with legislatures is the key. Let me walk you through those four steps. <clears throat> taking a position is, is the primary position, right? But you have to know the mission of your organization. In the case of the Pennsylvania Association of Intermediate Units, our focus is to improve the educational outcomes of children. So any, any legislative bill that comes to us, we have to look at it through that lens. Uh, and then, we, and so when we look at a bill, is that bill going to uh, advance that cause? Is it going to inhibit that cause, or it has no effect on that cause? And, and so, uh, if it, it if it's going to advance the cause of education of children, we're going to support it and try to make it better. If it inhibits the cause, our position is going to be to try to oppose it or to modify it and change it. And of course, it, it may have no effect at all. And therefore, we just stay silent. And staying silent or neutral is a position. And once you have your position, then you leverage your resources. Well, to us, our best resources are people, knowledge, expertise, information, data. So we, in any bill that comes along, we can gather that information using our resources and pull that data together, package it, and then we'll synthesize it, package it, so we have our message. 
and we have our message, then we have to unify. Make sure we have all 29 intermediate units on board, and we don't stop there. We have to look at other organizations and other advocacy uh, entities and, and get their support as well. So the, the adage is true. Uh, an orchestra makes a lot more noise than a one-man band, right? So when unified, you have a loud message that you're going to deliver. And then, of course, we can't forget our relationships with our legislators. Well, first, we have to build those relationships, but once we build them, we have to sustain them as well. well. When I walk into a room with a legislator, that legislator needs to know that I come in what I stand for, you know, what is my mission, what are my principles, that my data is accurate, and that what I'm going to say is credible. Uh, and when you have that, and the only way to get those things is through having relationships. Well, thank you, Dr. George. Uh, this expertise, is, is it's, it's so critical when we're talking about advocacy. Again, the, the PLUS model, a really nice sort of acronym. I, I think it's something that our listeners will benefit from. Dr. Whitman, let's jump over to you. You're co-chairing with Dr. Hackman, the Government Relations Committee for our Association of Intermediate Units. And I know that you're passionate about making a difference for our students. One of the reasons why we're so fortunate to have both of you actually in that position helping us with doing all the things that Dr. George just mentioned. So, Brad, could you share with our listeners some examples of the success that we've had with our advocacy efforts? Thank you, Dr. Hoffman. It's a great question. All of our efforts in advocacy are about the 1.8 million students in Pennsylvania that are receiving an education. Let's first define in simple terms what advocacy is. It's any action that speaks in favor of, recommends, argues for a cause, supports or defends, or pleads on behalf of others. As intermediate units, we advocate for all students in public, non-public, and charter schools. Some examples of success over the past few years have been building relationships with our legislators through phone calls, emails, and letters, holding quarterly legislative meetings with legislators and superintendents to discuss current issues and bills, while we've had many successful advocacy areas, the one that stands out the most for intermediate units is early intervention funding. In the end, it's not about the wins and losses, but rather improving legislation that ultimately has a positive impact on our students here in Pennsylvania. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Whitman. Uh, very insightful. Dr. Hackman, going along with the theme of leadership during times of adversity, we have had many conversations about the value of relationships. This concept keeps coming up. So when advocating and working with legislators, how do you establish and sustain great working relationships? Great. Thank you, Dr. Coons. And great question. Uh, we've heard at the beginning of this podcast several times the word relationships. So as we know, it is key to our success when we think about our advocacy efforts. And Elected officials, they have such a critical role in shaping education policy at the local, state, and federal levels. And at PIU, we have embraced the idea that building relationships is the most important aspect of advocacy. And when we think about this, when we have those interactive, engaging relationships and positive professional relationships with our legislators, we're going to get things done. We're going to have an impact. We're going to shape language that are in proposed bills. And ultimately, hopefully, our end goal is to get legislation signed into law that supports the 1.8 million students across the Commonwealth and supports PAIU. And just a few other quick points when we think about relationships. I just commend all the work that our PIU leaders do across the Commonwealth because 
it's really the best means of influencing legislative decision-making and building those relationships takes time, effort, and extra energy. And we know it's a long-term investment, but it's just been remarkable during my tenure over the past eight years to see how we've all come together collectively across the Commonwealth and as a PAIU to work and influence legislation. So it really is about um, those relationships. And the final point when I think about relationships and working with uh, in government relations, it's really about making sure that we're showing our gratitude and appreciation. Um, the work that is happening in Harrisburg and in D.C. and at our local levels, it's complicated and it's complex. So Again, elected officials have so many competing priorities, but we definitely have had made a positive impression across the Commonwealth. Thank you, Dr. Hackman. So, Brad, back to you. The, uh, at the beginning of the podcast, Dr. George talked about unifying, right? Having a position, leveraging our resources and unifying our message. Dr. Hackman just talked about the relationships that we all value so much with each other and with, with everyone, really, all of our stakeholders in the Commonwealth. Can you share a little bit about how the 29 intermediate units that support our state have worked together to advocate as one entity under that PAIU umbrella? Absolutely. It it starts really, like Dr. Hackman said, with building those relationships amongst all 29 IUs through PAIU, but then also through our government relations committee, uh, we've been able to create toolkits, work on campaigns, and schedule a day on the Hill with our, our legislators each and every year. And we look at our work, and that really is geared toward having a coordinated and common message with one voice, as that being, you know, PAIU. There are many different roles and job alikes within each intermediate unit, and they all work together behind the scenes to make all of this come to fruition. I would like to point out that the, the Strategic Communications Committee has been very beneficial with the help and uh, with their help in creating our PAIU legislative platform that we roll out each and every year. So it's that one voice of bringing all 29 IUs together to share one common theme and one message as we move forward. Dr. Hackman, I wanted to congratulate you on being the 2021 recipient of the Service to the Profession Award. This award was presented by the PA Association of School Administrators, otherwise known as PASA, for, let's listen to this, demonstrating a commitment to excellence as evidenced through notable service to the profession. Dr. Coons, thank you. And again, I was truly humbled and honored for the recognition from PASA. Um, Again, it was something not expected, but honored to serve in that capacity. And when we think about the service to the professional award, it truly captures how IU leaders approach their work. It's really about how can we be of service? How can we help? How do we move forward? It's all about being solutions-oriented. And, and again, the Service to the Profession Award truly captures what all IU leaders do across the Commonwealth. Well, again, congratulations and well-deserved. So I have a question for you. Um, in your leadership role, what advice would you offer fellow educational leaders about the concept of advocacy? Great question, Dr. Coons, and it's really about remembering our voices do matter in this process. It's all about having that voice, and the only way to make a difference is by using it and to advocate for issues we care about. 
But it's taking your voice and bringing it together with your collective efforts of your colleagues and partnering together to have that common message that we've been talking about earlier. It's all about working together, but using your voice to advocate for what's important um, from an education perspective and focus on those relationships. So when I think about Dr. Hackman here, I think about a servant leader. So in your perspective, Dr. Hackman, how do you define servant leadership? So when I think of the concept of servant leadership, there are three words that come to mind. It's really about serve, share, and support. And as a servant leader, my top three priorities are really about the development of the overall well-being of all of those that I interact with professionally. And when we think about that, not only professionally, but personally, it's all about being there to serve, share, and support those we come into contact both within our, our internal operations, within intermediate units, but all of those that we serve um, within our geographic area. Thanks, Dr. Hackman. Dr. George, I want to turn the conversation back to you for a little bit. Uh, in your work as Executive Director of the Association of Intermediate Units, you've spent a lot of time thinking about our legislative platform, and I know that that's not specific or unique to you in this role. You've You've thought of those relationships in your previous roles as well. Can you talk a little bit about the legislative platform and what that document contains and how it will benefit us? Sure. Our legislative platform actually is our written policy positions. So we have taken a year to develop those positions. And each year, we have to look at you know, calendar years or school years. Uh, we want to make sure that we know what we're advocating for on an annual basis. And so the legislative document attracts the current legislation, and then we can use that. We can stake our position out, and again, based on the lens, and does it improve the education of children, or does it inhibit it, or has no effect? Um, and then we, so we we're, use that message to unify uh, how we approach the General Assembly. And so those relationships that we have, uh, Dr. Hackman, you mentioned the importance of relationships. I think we've all talked about it. So often those relationships are formed in writing, right, over the phone, and then also in person. And many of us spend time talking to our legislators in district. But we also spend time in Harrisburg. And a part of, those, a part of that process is what happens when we, on those days on the Hill where different advocacy groups come to Harrisburg and talk to the legislative body. Could you share a little bit more about what happens in Harrisburg on the Capitol during a day on the Hill? Sure. Day, day on the Hill is the culmination of a year-long effort uh, to, sh- to shape policy. We tend to do it in the spring uh, because we know in the next few weeks the General Assembly is going to do two things. Uh, they're going to put the budget together, uh, and they're going to probably make modifications to the school code. Uh, so it's an opportunity for us to take our positions and not be reactive, so as often we have to do during the school year, but to be proactive. And this year, our proactive message is pretty clear. We want to advocate for additional early intervention funding. We want to make sure there's adequate special education funding. Uh, we're asking the General Assembly also to take a look at the regulations to see whether those regulations may exceed federal requirements and whether or not that's necessary. We want to make sure that we have uh, advocacy for mental health school-based services, uh, we're seeing an increased number of children with mental health issues. And the fourth thing, this year we're dealing with a lot of personnel shortages. Uh, so we want to make sure the General Assembly, we have a message to the General Assembly that schools need some attention in terms of how to recruit and retain professionals in education. So those are our positions. We're going to leverage our resources by bringing individuals, experts from every intermediate unit across the Commonwealth to come to Harrisburg with a unified message in order to work with the legislators and to give that message. And I always, you know, we have to recognize that our legislators have a lot on their plate. Education is only one of the things they have to deal with. There are many, many others. 
and there are limited resources and there's limited time. Uh, so we have to make sure that our message is unified, clear, and that they hear that so we can advocate for the education of children. Thank you, Dr. George. And I just wanted to point out, when I think about our guest speakers today, we're talking about champions of advocacy, that word champions. And I, you know, I, I just, as I was listening to you, I just think of that. You guys are champs. You're, you're, you really have been, your advocacy efforts are outstanding. So I, again, I'd like to, on behalf of Mark and myself, I'd like to thank Dr. George, Dr. Whitman, and Dr. Hackman for joining us today. Our next podcast will feature the value of support staff in our schools and is titled A Mentor for Life, Leading by Example. We'll be featuring special guests, Dr. John Karelsha from CSIU, along with his mentor, Dr. Mark Duraco, former president of the PA Association of School Administrators. Once again, thank you for listening to the PA Leadership Podcast, where we highlight innovation in education during times of adversity. Until next time, make it a great day and advocate PA. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.